Welcome to the B-Ball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we are talking about the seven defensive roles we created here at Basketball Index and how they translate to the playoffs. So right now it is the day of game, what is it, game five? Yeah, Golden State and the Celtics are just tied 2-2, and uh, this podcast is really going to be evergreen. It's not really about the uh, the playoffs or the finals. But just, I had to just, I had to, I had to talk about this real quick. So everyone's talking about the Draymond Green podcast because, uh, I mean, everyone has a podcast and therefore has has time to fill, has a radio show. I, you know, I talk about this all the time, previously being a radio producer. But the reason everyone's talking about the Draymond Green podcast is because someone brought it up and then every single radio producer, every host, Oh, their eyes got so big and they were like, Oh, that's content for days. It's it's easy, it's lazy. Like I could I could spin out 30 minutes on this. It wouldn't be hard at all, right? But there's there's nothing there. No one's gonna say anything of any substance, right? Where it's like, I don't know, I have a podcast. Why would it be mad at him for having a podcast? But it's funny, I did I did I did misread a tweet and I, I thought he recorded his podcast at halftime, which I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Uh, there was like definitely two days where i was like i don't know about that that doesn't seem like a particularly good idea and then i realized i just read the thing wrong um but yeah we're gonna move on from that and we're gonna get into real content that requires research and work and really the reason you're probably listening to this podcast uh okay so basketball index we got seven defensive roles if you've heard the videos on twitter i talk about this at the beginning of every one basketball has five positions it has forever since you know, time began, but those don't really translate to the modern NBA particularly well. So we have some really smart people at Basketball Index. They came up with seven uh, roles that I think better describe what's going on in the court, and I'm going to run through them really quick just so we know what we're working with, and they're broken into three categories. So the first one is on-ball defense. So we have point of attack and wing stopper, which is basically guys that are going to a guard the opposing team's point guards, the opposing team shot creators, you know, the star. Like, you're going to have your wing stopper on LeBron and Durant. You're going to have your point of attack guy on someone maybe like Chris Paul, you know, people that are initiating the offense. So that's two, point of attack and wing stopper. Next, we have what we're going to call off-ball roles. We have chaser, helper, and low activity. So we're going to start with chaser. Basically, that's the person chasing Steph around when he doesn't have the ball running around. It's kind of like a pinball going around all those screens. Someone's got to do that. And uh, that's the first role. Next, we have helper. So helper is kind of, uh, this can be anyone. It doesn't, it, like point of attack and wing stopper is kind of more obvious. Like you're going to have like an Alex Caruso in your point of attack. He's going to be smaller. He's probably going to have lateral quickness. You know, he's going to be able to guard guards for the most part, right? And then wing stopper, a guy like Wiggins in this series. Like he might as well have been in the lab to be a wing stopper. Like really good athlete, really good defensive player, good length. Uh, just, you know, just everything you'd want in someone where you're like, all right, we got to try to stop Jason Tatum, who we got to put on him. Uh, helper, it can pretty much be anyone. Helper is most of the time the person guarding it for, for just easy visualization. If there's someone standing in the corner, uh, you know, spacing at the three-point line, the helper is going to peel off them and come to help, right? Like if there's pick and roll at the top of the key and the roll man, you know, squeezes through and he's going to the basket, that helper is going to come over and help. So like Robert Williams is probably the best helper in the league right now, probably, eh, maybe Robert Covington might be also. Uh, Robert Williams is it's easier to see because it's so loud because he's he's putting balls, he's sending balls the other way. 
Uh, and then the last we have low activity. Uh, Steph Curry's someone that is in this role. Uh, this is pretty common for like star players or someone that's not very good at defense. Basically, low activity people are they're away from the ball. Um, they're not rotating a lot to help. Uh, sometimes they're conserving energy, but a lot of times they're just guarding stationary shooters. They're not doing a whole lot. So off ball, we have chaser. You know, they chase helpers. They help and low activity. They don't do a whole lot. I, these are these are pretty they're, they're well named, I will say. Uh, and then lastly, we have bigs because um, the problem right now is you just have center. Right. And that doesn't like there's a big difference between like Bam and Rudy Gobert. Right. Like they're both really good, but they both do totally different things. So for mobile bigs. That's someone who's going to switch and pick and roll, that's going to hedge, that's going to be out on the perimeter a lot for a big man. Al Horford, Bam, uh, are, are guys that are perfect for that. And, like, yeah, you've seen in the like in this series where it's like Al Horford isn't doing the greatest job in the world shutting down Steph Curry. It's like, well, guess what? Nobody can. There's no mobile big in the universe that's stopping Steph Curry from hitting threes. Uh, and then last, we have uh, Anchor Big, which is kind of your Rudy Gobert, your classic big man. Standing in the key, they don't really want to leave the key and pick and roll. They're going to primarily be playing drop, you know, a very high percentage of the time of just, you know, keeping everything in front of them. They're the tallest people on the court. Uh, they're normally very strong defenders because, again, being tall in basketball is pretty important. And they're going to protect the rim. So that is our seven defensive roles. So we have two on ball, three off ball. And then we have our two bigs. So uh, just a quick overview of how it works in the season. Like the most impactful defensive role, you know, if you just take all the guys, scoop them into it and say who's impacting the game the most, it's going to be the anchor big, right? Because if you put a seven-footer next to a hoop, they're going to stop a lot of people from scoring. <laughs> it's like really that simple. Uh, but what's really interesting and the reason I wanted to do this podcast is what happens when you go from the regular season to the postseason, right? Because, you know, in the Golden State, James Harden Rocket era, Chris Paul and the Suns, all of a sudden you have these anchor bigs out here. They're getting put in pick and roll every single play. There's going to be fatigue. Um, you're not going to be able to stay with those smaller players. And actually, I heard a really interesting thing. I know I make a lot of football metaphors. I worked at a football company for years. Uh, but this is when I worked in radio. There was, uh, you know, classic local radio. There's a ex-professional player that's been at the station forever. He was a linebacker uh, in San Diego here on the Chargers. And he was talking about, uh, I would imagine, I know this is a basketball podcast, but Darren Sproles, he was a relevant running back for a long time. Really small guy, like 5'6", like 160 pounds. Had little tiny legs that were moving really fast all the time. Crazy acceleration, crazy change of direction. And he was talking about as a linebacker, it's so difficult, right? Like he would go out into the flats to catch a swing pass, right? The linebacker would chase him to the sideline. And he was like, it's so hard to catch those little guys because like, yes, they are quick. Um, yes, you know, they, they have a lot of wiggle to them. But the really hard part and the part that like you really, I don't, I don't know what you do is like the steps don't match up, right? Because Darren Sproles is 5'6", so his legs are very short. He's taking lots of steps. And a linebacker that's like 6'4", like your strides are just naturally going to be longer, right? Now we're going <laughs> to now take that to a seven footer, right? So when you have an anchor big that's trying to, or really any big in general, trying to stay with a Chris Paul, someone that's like 6'1", something like that, you're going to have problems trying to stay with them, not only because they are just quicker and shiftier than you, but because your steps aren't going to match up, where they're taking like one and a half steps for every one step you take. So they put their foot in the ground and go the other way, and you're still halfway into your step. So like there are problems 
like it's hard enough to find mobile bigs, right? Like, so if you just look at the numbers of how many mobile bigs versus anchor bigs we have, there's way more anchor bigs in the league. Cause like, like we found enough seven footers for the NBA, right? Like we did that, but all of a sudden guys like bam, or maybe you're a little smaller, like Al Horford and bam are, are, are similar in a lot of ways. Like instead of being seven foot, they're maybe like six, nine, right? You know, they're a little bit smaller and that helps to increase, you know, the lateral quickness is there more, uh, you know, lower center of gravity, all that stuff. But mobile bigs are just hard to find because it's you're going to struggle to find people that can hang with those guards. But uh, that's all, all a long way of saying the position that loses the most value from the regular season to the postseason is the anchor big, right? Because all of a sudden teams are game planning more, teams are matchup hunting more. It's not just like, hey, it's it's January seventeenth and we're going up and down on a Tuesday night and like we're in Minnesota. <laughs> it is not that in the playoffs. So uh, the flip side of that of which position becomes the most or increases the most in value is the wing stopper. And I think if you think about that, it makes total sense, right? Where it's like, all right, well, who's going to be in the playoffs every year? It's like we got Jason Tatum. We have Kevin Durant. Like we have all these guys where they're the faces of the league. And it's like, all right, well, we got to figure out a way to stop them. <laughs> so we're going to need guys that can stop them. And like the problem is if like you put a, you know, super quick 5'11 guy on him it, you know it doesn't matter they're just going to shoot over him every time and then if you put uh, a center on him obviously that's not going to work either too slow so you need the wing stopper you need those athletes like those really really like plus athletes that are maybe like 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, maybe like Lonzo Ball is a really good example of uh, uh, he's a really good wing stopper and sometimes things can change uh, personnel wise too like certain teams like won't have a chaser uh, in our system because they just you know, they don't play defense that way or they, there's there can be a couple different reasons they maybe just don't have someone super great at it so they're like well you know why would we put someone in a role where they're not going to excel uh, things can happen with point of attack and wing stopper where um, players roles can flip from season to season depending on like who's there for I don't know how it it ended the season but for a lot of the season Aaron Gordon was point of attack in uh in denver and he's a, he's a really big guy same thing for andrew wiggins this series like you think in your head andrew wiggins is like the perfect wing stopper and he does do plenty of that like oh that's another thing like just because you have this defensive role doesn't mean you do it literally every single time right like i said mobile bigs are going to switch and they're going to hedge a lot but like i watched a lot of al horford tape today prepping for this podcast and like he doesn't actually switch or hedge on every play right he just does it quite a bit and then a, a lot of other big like literally don't do it at all and then same thing with like point of attack and wing stop or like also just depending on who you're playing, you're like, well, there's no wings to stop in this game. So I guess I won't be doing that in this game. Um, but yeah, wing stopper gets the biggest jump. Chaser also gets, um, I think after that, the biggest jump heading into the playoffs. Cause again, there's, I, I would guess there's more focus on the half court. There's more set plays as Steph Curry's in the playoffs every single year, just about, and you got to chase him around for a lot of rounds. So you're, you're going to have some people there. And if you, if you can, uh, if you can mitigate someone in that role, it's it's pretty valuable uh i'm gonna run through really quick for the finals just some guys so gp2 uh is a point of attack wiggins is a point of attack uh for wing stopper defensive player of the year mark smart uh this season jalen brown a uh, pretty good wing stopper next we got helper robert williams like i said he's he's right up there with one of the best helpers in the league tatum also a really strong helper uh curry and pool uh, low activity guys it's pretty interesting to have two low activity guys on the same team that both play this much the Suns also had that with uh cam thomas and chris paul cam thomas is that his name 
He's the the tall wing that shoots threes. Got a lot of hair. I could be mis- I feel like I'm naming another player. <laughs> uh, and then Chris Paul. And again, low activity doesn't mean you're a bad defender. It doesn't mean you can't play defense, or it doesn't mean you didn't have a good grade this year. Because I know Curry and Chris Paul actually had uh, they they had really good D LeBrons this year. But low activity is just like the team is not asking you to do. Uh, a lot basically they're like they have other they're basically smart enough to be like no no, no you guys we get we, we got to keep you fresh we're using you for the playoffs we wrap it up for this episode so we got our seven defensive roles i know it's hard to visualize these things in a podcast head on over to the basketball index website it, like, it's all there it's way easier to see um i think these seven roles are a way better way to explain what someone's doing right because if you just say someone's a small forward it's like well, yeah but what does he do on defense <laughs> is he low activity is he helping is he a wing stopper or is he like a really just long point of attack guy like what's going on and then another thing is like anchor and mobile big where it's like who, who's actually out there doing things you want them to do for your specific scheme because that's another thing like where sometimes you that, that's you're being utilized in a role it doesn't mean you can't do another role but like this is what the team is asking you to do because like that is like what their defensive scheme is so there's definitely like a lot of there's a lot of context built into these roles which is why i like them but like even understand that i feel like that's like the message of every single podcast right every single stats thing like whether it, you know there's so many times where people are like you can't use a small sample size for the stat where it's like yeah you basically get that every time and then even with these more like more advanced filters which they definitely are helpful it's like well we'll still hold on it doesn't mean a player's role like like here's a great example al orford had a fantastic year this year he's still he's had a fantastic playoffs as well which has been great because everybody has gotten to see it he almost won our defensive player of the year actually and uh, actually, it came down in the last month, and uh, he had never been used in the mobile big role before, and which is crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. <laughs> but uh, just like no, like just watching him play, like knowing, like, like I've kind of compared him to Bam, where they're similar in a lot of ways. But you put him in this new role, and all of a sudden, it unlocks these things, right? Where. Uh, Wiggins, you could say, like, not even in our defensive roles, just in his life, right? He went from Minnesota to the Golden State, and his role, like, fundamentally changed, right? And he fit that role really well. Where there are guys that are miscast a lot in the league. This happens all the time. It happens in, in, not so much in baseball, right? Because the positions, they don't work the same way. But in football and basketball, if you go to the wrong team and you get miscast in, like, the wrong system, it really can hurt you. Uh, but then it's great when you see guys go to new teams, they get plugged in, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're being maximized. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to be it for the podcast. So we had our seven defensive roles, and then which translated uh, the best and worst to the playoffs. Again, recapping that, wing stopper went up the most, and anchor big went down the most. And I, I think that anchor big one, I think we all kind of were like, yeah, no, that, that feels right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, join us on our next episode. I think we're going to be – we got something uh, pretty exciting in the works, and we might have uh, we might have somebody else on the show. Which uh, tell you what, it can get it can get a little lonely on here. All right, so we'll see you next week here on the Basketball Index Podcast.